there. I'm excited about this episode because I was perusing Google for uh, some articles about weight loss. And a couple days ago, I came across this particular article. I posted the article to my uh, Operation Fix My Life Facebook page. I posted it on my timeline. It was an article by Pop Sugar. <laughs> And uh, the name of the article, uh, the title of the article is Brooke lost 75 pounds eating six times a day. And yes, she still ate sugar and carbs. And as I was reading the article and flipping through the slideshow, I noticed that this woman made this incredible transformation. I mean, her body looks awesome. She made this incredible transformation doing everything that I speak against (laughs) in these these rest-based weight loss episodes. She ate six times a day. She eats sugar and carbs, uh, eating about every two to three hours. She works out, and I'm gonna get into this later, she works out two to three hours a day, five to six days a week. She made this incredible transformation. And my question is, does this blow my theory? Does this lend to, does this mean like, is this, Lene, you're, you're obviously full of crap you know, (laughs) what you're coming on here and talking about rest-based weight loss, obviously, uh, if Brooke was able to make this incredible transformation doing everything that you are telling us not to do, then how does that add up? So I want to address that. I want to, I want to address the article. I want to address, uh, you know, just some of the things in the article, especially as it relates to rest-based weight loss and uh, some of the things that I have been talking about and some of the things that I will continue talking about in this series. But just in case this is your first time watching or listening, I'm Lene Urban, I'm a nutrition and lifestyle coach, and yes, my approach to weight loss is a rest-based one. It's more so, it's not a diet and exercise-based approach, it's an approach that seeks to balance the metabolism and keep stress low so that weight loss can just happen effortlessly so that weight loss can happen naturally without all of the effort, like without the dieting and the rigorous exercise. That is possible. It's possible because I experienced it. Um, I was able to lose 12% of my body fat in five months and maintain that weight loss for the past four years, only exercising three times a week, 15 minutes a day, not counting calories, not counting macros, not doing any of those things. Um, and so I, and I was able to, to do that and achieve that because the approach that I took to weight loss was a rest-based one. It was one focused on the metabolism and stress. Uh, there are multiple lifestyle factors that contribute to uh, 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 moving and throwing your metabolism out of balance and elevating stress. And if you want to know what those lifestyle areas are and how they impact you and whether or not they're impacting your health, then go to operationfixmylife.com slash stress health quiz to find out. You'll be able to find out. It'll take you like 60 seconds to fill out the survey. And at the end, you'll get little notes from me that say, you're doing great in this area. This area needs a little work. This is perfect. This area needs work too. Overall, you're doing great in some, you know. Um, and, and so that's available right away. The The link to take that quiz is in the description of this episode. All right, I have a lot to say and not a lot, not a lot of time to say it. So I'm just gonna jump into it. 
So this article, Brooke, uh, please go to, please look at my timeline, look for this article. Brooke lost 75 pounds eating six times a day, and yes, she still ate sugar and carbs. If you go to this article, um, you're going to see her before and after photo. She was the before photo uh, in the article, based on just what I what I read, the before photo was taken uh, about, I think it was how long after postpartum? I think she, let me see. Sorry, I'm looking through the article because I wanna make sure, this, this is actually really important that, okay, so the first photo of her, she's six weeks postpartum. So she just had her baby like six weeks prior in her before photo and in her after photo, um, she has an incredible, she has a six pack. She has like super huge quads, um, really shaped, you know, uh, back and shoulders, really strong calf muscles, you know, really, she lost a lot. She's 75 pounds is a 75 pound difference. She looks incredible. So, uh, let me go through a couple things in the article so that you can get just for those of you that don't want to read it. And uh, I, I want to give you just a better idea of what's in the article. So first, her starting weight, Brooke's starting weight was 207 pounds. That was six weeks after postpartum. Now, here's the interesting thing. The article says that she lost 75 pounds in two years. I did the math. 75 pounds in two years is an average of three of uh, a three pound, losing three pounds per month. That is, that's an average. Over a two year period, 75 pounds is an average loss of three pounds per month. Can I just stop and pause right there and say, how many of you would stick to any diet or exercise program if you were only losing three pounds a month? Some of you would. Some of you would be like, phenomenal. That's, that's an average of just a little under a pound a week. Some of you actually going into it, you know that that is a very healthy approach to losing weight. And then there are others of you, especially just based on some of the women that I've worked with, there are others of you that, uh, would, you know, after a few months would be like, this is ridiculous. I'm cutting out all this food and I'm doing all this exercise to only lose a little under a pound a week. Uh, and, uh, you know, some of you would, would not react that way at all. And some of you would, you know, because that's a, it's a lot of sacrifice that you have to make in order to even just lose a pound a week. Um, and so I know a lot of people that would not tolerate that, that the, you know, they wouldn't tolerate that slow weight loss. However, if you think about the, if you think about the fact that whatever regimen you start or whatever weight loss strategy you apply to your life, if you just steadily just kept going and you remained as consistent as possible for two years, I think what this article shows and what Brooks before and after photos show is that you can lose and transform your body. You can lose a significant amount of weight and you can transform your body over the span of 24 months. If you could find a strategy, find strategies that worked for you and just, and stayed with it for two years. At the end of those two years, at the end of the two years, you could have any kind of body you want. You could look any way that you would want to look. Okay. So I think it's really important that I just pause right here to highlight the consistency, that consistency when it comes to weight loss and body transformation, consistency is the name of the game. 
consistency, not perfection is the name of the game. That's really important. Okay. I also want to highlight the fact, going back to uh, the article, I also want to highlight the fact that um, that Brooks started doing CrossFit about three to four months before she got pregnant. So that means that she was about 12 to six weeks, 16 weeks into doing a very rigorous and physical uh, workout activity, physical activity uh, like CrossFit, very, very intense, you know, really, really heavy into weightlifting and, and cardio and those types of things. So she started, she was doing that and her body was prepped and primed for that before she got pregnant. So I only highlight that because I know, I believe that some people would look at this article, look at Brooke, and assume that they can just dive into doing what Brooke did, which after Brooke gave birth to her baby, she was back doing CrossFit. So there are some people that, that believe that they can just do what she did, but without realizing that she was already like really actively, physically active, even before she got pregnant. And so her starting point is a very different starting point than, uh, let's say someone who's never exercised a day in their life but they want to lose 75 pounds. There's such thing as muscle memory when it comes to exercise. And that's why it's so important that it's so important to do some sort of physical activity, especially one that includes exercising your muscles and your big muscle groups. Why? Because even if you start exercising and you're in your lifting weights and lifting heavy weights and those types of things, even if you stop, even if you fall off, even if you fall off the wagon and you gain all the weight back and, and yada, yada, as soon as you start working out again, as soon as you start, um, uh, lifting weights again, that muscle memory that comes back quick that muscle starts building really quickly. That fat starts burning really quickly. Those calories start, start shedding really quickly. So I just have to highlight that and point that out, okay? She started CrossFit before she got pregnant. Um, so after she gave birth, for about a year, she said, this is what the article says, for a year, she, she, it says that she did the standard. She uh, ate healthy and she exercised for a year. But the article says that after a year, uh, she only lost 15 pounds. So that's going back to my initial, that's going back to my initial, you know, when I started this, when I started this uh, episode, Brooke lost 75 pounds in two years. That's an average of three pounds a month. First of all, I have to applaud the fact that she, that she went a year eating healthy and exercising and only losing 15 pounds in 12 months. That's like one point something pounds per month, an average weight loss. The dedication to just keep going, I've never seen, I've never seen that dedication. I haven't seen it yet. I have not come across anyone yet who is steadily exercising, eating healthy, and the scale is moving down a little over a pound per month every four weeks, and they keep going for a whole entire year, that's phenomenal. I don't know, Brooke will probably never see this. <laughs> She'll probably never see this video, but if she ever did, I just have to say, Brooke, you're a rock star for hanging in there and just continuing to keep and, and continuing to move forward. Hi, Rusi, how are you? Thanks for jumping in here. So Rusi, I'm, I'm uh, showing your comment on screen. So you said that you need this right now. You're trying to get in shape again. Awesome. 
I'm, I'm glad that this is, I hope that this is really helpful. I hope it's really helpful because I'm gonna bring up a couple points at the end of the video that I feel will be able to, to help people get to where Brooke got without some of the, uh, without doing some of the things that she had to do or, you know, in order to get down there. So please continue to, to tune in and to watch. Thank you for, for adding that comment. So, uh, so Brooke was able to lose, she lost 15 pounds after a year of just eating healthy. And, uh, and so she said that, okay, after this year, I've only lost 15 pounds. She decided to shift and she shifted by counting her macros. For those of you that don't know, uh, uh, counting macros is a really, really popular thing, especially amongst people that uh, weight lift, that lift weights, and that do things like CrossFit, you know, that, that spend a lot of time exercising. And what that looks like basically is just looking at your carbohydrates, your protein, and your fats. I don't know if there are any other macros that you look at, but carbohydrates, proteins, and fats, and then you calculate what percentage or how many like grams, I guess, of each of those macronutrients you eat per day. And that can change day to day based on your activity, okay? But the idea is that as long as whatever you're eating fits within your allotted macronutrients for that day, then you can have it. So that means that let's say for just a, a you know a easy example, if you are if you can have 100 grams of carbohydrates a day, and 100 grams is really low by the way, <laughs> compared to what you know most of us eat. But if you can have 100 grams of carbohydrates a day, that means that if you wanted all of those carbs to come from like ice cream, then you can have ice cream as long as you don't go over your 100 grams of carbs then you can have ice cream. And this is so, counting your macros is really appealing to a lot of people because uh, they can eat whatever they want as long as they stay within their window, their macro window. So that's what Brooke did. She uh, stayed, she started counting macros and uh, the article says that she lost 28 pounds. She lost an additional 28 pounds counting her macros. And then here's where the shift happens. The shift happens uh, when she hit a plateau. She lost 28 pounds counting her macros, and then she hit a weight loss plateau. I'm going to venture, what I've seen on average is I've seen, especially women, I've seen on average women lose about 20 pounds, 15 to 20 pounds before they hit a, a weight loss plateau. I'm going to assume that the eight pounds, the extra eight pounds, I'm gonna just assume that those eight pounds were water. I'm gonna assume that she probably lost about 20 pounds of, of fat probably not a lot of muscle since she was doing CrossFit. And with CrossFit, you have to, like, your muscles are engaged. So I'm I'm assuming that maybe she lost about 20 pounds of fat, maybe eight pounds of water. That's what I'm assuming. But the point is that she hit a plateau, okay? So this is where the article, and then this is where the article shifts into, okay, Lene, are you full of crap? Because she started doing is specifically what you said not to do. So she was eating six meals a day. She was eating every three hours. And if you've listened to my previous episodes, you've heard me say, if anybody tells you to eat six meals a day, run. <laughs> I've said that. I said that like last week or the week before or whatever. If anybody tells you to eat six meals a day, run. I said you can't, I said that the, the metabolism is, and the body does not burn or does not let go of weight if you're eating six meals a day or eating every two to three hours because weight loss and fat loss happens when we're not eating. 
fat loss on the body happens when we're giving, when we're fasting, when we're giving our bodies a space to be able to actually use the fat on our bodies to burn for energy instead of fueling it with, uh, instead of fueling it with, with food all the time. But this article says that Brooke was eating six meals a day. She was eating every three hours and she was eating sugar and carbs. I want to tell you, I want to tell you why that is. And I want to tell you why this particular thing, like why eating six meals a day every three hours and eating sugar and carbs and her still being able to lose weight and look the way that she does, I want to tell you why that is in a second. This is a great question, Rusi. You said, are sweets really bad? I know sugar is, but I am a big chocolate girl and I eat only twice a day. So uh, Rusi, this is a great question because I know a lot of people that have a sweet tooth and then I know a lot of people that aren't like really into sweets but are really into chocolate. And I want to tell, like, I, you know, I want to share with you and then, you know, anybody else that has a chocolate tooth, not necessarily a sweet tooth, but a chocolate tooth. I want to, I want to tell you that having a chocolate tooth is actually a lot better when it comes to trying to get back into shape and lose weight. It's a lot better than having a sweet tooth. Why? Because with chocolate, if you just uh, consume chocolate that has a higher percentage of cacao in it, so as a chocolate girl, I'm, I'm sure that you've seen in the chocolate bars, you've seen when a chocolate says like 60% cacao or like 70% cacao, 80% cacao. Well, the higher you go in the cacao and, and the higher you go in the percentage of cacao powder in the chocolate, so like the less sugar there is and the higher the cocoa, then uh, not only can you satisfy your, your chocolate tooth, um, satisfy your chocolate tooth without a lot of the extra like sugar and fat that's in the chocolate. But then there are also some nutritional benefits that you can get from the cacao. One of the things that I do and the ladies that I lead in my weight loss challenge right now, one of the things that we do is we actually mix cacao powder, unsweetened cacao powder into either hot water or hot almond milk to like make ourselves like a makeshift hot chocolate and sweeten it maybe, you know, with a little honey or a little stevia or whatever, so that we can get our chocolate fix without the, the added sugar. So uh, yeah, so you said uh, 70 to 80%, that's awesome. Yeah, so as long as, for those of you that have a chocolate tooth, great news, you can have your chocolate. That's the way that I was able to stay on plan and stay and and stay on my diet without venturing off i would have about i would have two squares of dark chocolate with caramel and sea salt sea salt dark chocolate with caramel in the middle two squares after lunch and after dinner and that kept me away from the cookies that kept me away from the chocolate chip cookies it kept me away from the brownies it kept me away from the ice cream I found that, especially with the darker chocolate, I only needed, you know, two to four squares a day, and that kept me on plan. So that's a great yes. Yes, Rusi. <laughs> I love, ooh, with the sea salt and the caramel in the middle. That literally, that's what kept me on plan. So rejoice, chocolate lovers, rejoice. <laughs> Thank you for bringing that up because there are a lot of chocolate lovers, uh, Rusi, that I'm sure would uh, would really be happy to hear this news. So 
so let's go back to Brooke now. So Brooke uh, was able to lose, continue to lose weight. She started losing weight again, eating six meals a day every three hours. She was still eating sugar and carbs. But why was she able to lose weight? Especially if I said that you should really be eating three meals a day in order to lose weight. Why was it that Brooke was able to still lose weight eating six times a day? I want to tell you why. It was because that Brooke went from, she went from doing CrossFit two to three days a week. She went from that to doing CrossFit five to six days per week for two to three hours per day. So I am putting together that after she started counting her macros, she lost 28 pounds, hit a plateau. I am going to just guess, cause this is not specifically what the article says. I'm gonna guess that then she went from exercising two to three days a week to doubling that. Exercising five to six days a week for two to three hours per day. And for any of, for anyone that doesn't like, you know, if, if you can't make the connection, if you are exercising that much, you actually have to eat six times per day. Otherwise you are not going to have the fuel to exercise for two to three hours. Okay. Rusi, you're welcome. Thank you for asking that question. It was a great one. So here's the, I'm going to, I'm going to drive this home now. Here's what, here are a few points that I want to make about this. And please, once again, look on my, look on the Operation Fix My Life page, look on the Facebook wall so you can see her pictures. So you can see Brooks before and after photos. It's lost 75 pounds in two years. She looks amazing. Okay. But there are a few things that I want to point out. I want to point out number one, that the article says that Brooke, uh, is a stay at home mom. So that means that Brooke had, had the, you know, the time and not saying I, you know, I'm, I stay, I've been this whole year, I've been home, you know, working on my business and those things. And so there is a, a, a time and space to be able to create opportunities to like meal prep and to exercise in a way that working moms just that, that can't. Okay. I, I don't know if there are, if you are a working mom and you have the time to work out for three hours a day, then please like, let me know. But I, I have not met a working mom yet who can work out for three hours a day, five to six days a week. Like who has that kind of, who has that amount of time? So just once again, the only reason I'm bringing it up, cause I'm not, you know, this is not about, oh, well she's a work, you know, she's dating. No, that's not what this is. What this is, is I just, I want to bring up for someone that looks at this article and that just reads Brooke lost 75 pounds eating sugar and carbs and eating six meals a day. I don't want them to jump in automatically and subconsciously assume that they can do the same thing without like reading the circumstances and making sure that they, that their circumstances match Brooke's circumstances. Okay. So I just want to point that, that out. Okay. And in addition, she she preps, she stated in the article that in order for her to maintain her eating and stay on top of what she's eating, she has to prep her meals. So she, the article says that her and her husband, they go grocery shopping on the weekend and they spend their Sundays prepping their meals. Once again, I don't like meal prepping. I can't, I can't spend like hours on a Sunday 
like meal part, I can't spend that kind of time. And so I'm just playing that out again, you know, for anybody else who has too much going on, maybe on Sundays, or is just too tired or recovering from the weekend or the week where they won't be able to like spend that kind of time meal parking. Okay. Um, and then point number three is that, uh, is that Brooke said that her gym time is her me time as a mom. She needs the gym. She needs the gym. And I also want to point out that Brooke said in the article that she's actually training for the CrossFit games. So if we are like subconsciously thinking, okay, I have to work out for two to three days, two to three hours a day, six days a week, and I have to eat six meals a day. I'm saying, no, you don't. Because right now Brooke is uh, preparing, you know, she, she actually needs all of that exercise and she needs all of that food in order to prepare for her next non-scale victories, you know, because she's, she's going to start competing. So she needs, she actually needs the sugar. She needs the carbs. She needs to eat six times a day in order to fuel her ability to uh, work out five to six days a week. Now here's something that I really, this is something really important. I just want to bring this up and this is like super no hate, no shade, like nothing. I'm just saying from someone who is currently working with women in their forties and fifties, I am working with some women in their 40s and 50s who were like Brooke, maybe not exercising two to three hours a day, but maybe like, you know, one and a half to two hours a day, five to six days a week, exercising, working out, had a six pack, super lean, super trim, and then they turn 40 or they hit menopause and it they gained like 40 pounds. They gained 50 pounds and are now fighting to get that weight off. And a lot of these women, you know, some of these women are like, when I was in my thirties, I could exercise six days a week, two hours a day. I could diet and the weight would just fall off. And then as soon as I turned 40, I don't know how many of those conversations I've had. All right. I have to wrap this up. So I just want to say that when it comes to weight loss, when it comes to body change, This that I'm talking about is not applicable to everyone in every stage of life. Our bodies and our hormones, especially us women, are continuously changing, okay? So if Brooke tries to, like, let's say, you know, 10, 15 years from now, when Brooke is like 45, 50, if she gains a whole bunch of weight and then tries to do this again to lose weight, it's not, it's going to be a completely different experience because her hormones will be completely different. Her stress hormones will will have completely transformed. So I have to point that out too. There's one thing that Brooke said that I do want to read out loud because I think this is applicable to everyone. Um, I think this is applicable to everyone. And then after I, after I say, like, after I read this, this is really important what she said. Uh, then I want to just give you a couple points to, to bring home. She says, uh, to all the moms out there, you can have the best body you have ever had. Even after kids, you just have to want it. And sometimes that means putting yourself first. I 100% agree with that. I agree that in order for any of us to have what we want, whether that's health wise, career wise, money wise, financial wise, whatever, we have to put ourselves first, okay? 
But here's the thing that she says that I 100% agree with and I want you to take home from this. Don't compare your chapter one to someone else's chapter 20. That means don't look at Brooke's before and after photos or don't look at my before and after photos. Don't look at anyone's before and after photos and compare yourself to what they were able to do. As I pointed out, in some of these things, you are in a completely different starting place than, than Brooke was. You are, you have a completely different lifestyle. You have a completely different metabolism than Brooke has. Your body shape is different. Everything is different. And no two people in this entire world are alike. Okay. So that's really important not to compare your beginning, especially to someone else's end. And she says, don't be intimidated by what other people are doing in the gym. Believe in yourself, be consistent, show up to the gym and eat right. And she says, I know you hear that all the time, but it's the truth. She says that if you show up every day, put the right foods in your body to fuel your workouts and stay consistent, you will see results. She knows a lot of people who throw in the towel way too early. And she says, why give up now? Because it's taking too long. Time passes anyway, so you might as well stick to it and see the magic happen. I have to agree 100% with that. I have to agree 100%. The time is going to pass anyway, and you might as well be consistent. I want to bring this all the way back to what I said at the beginning. Brooke lost 75 pounds in two years. That's an average of three pounds per month for 24 months. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to stick to your, your diet. You don't have to stick to your exercise regimen, but you do 100%, like you don't have to stick to it perfectly, but you do have to be consistent. That's the only way that you are going to achieve what it is that you want to achieve. That means that every time that you fall off the horse and fall off the wagon, you must get back on. It's, it's, it's a requirement. It's a requirement. Stop, don't stop with the pity party. Start with the, oh, I ate a piece of cake. I might as well eat this whole pizza. Or, oh, I ate the whole pizza and the cake yesterday. I might as well not even go to the gym today. Stop all that. Okay, you make a decision that you're not proud of. So what? Turn around, get back on the horse and keep going. Be consistent. Stay consistent, okay? Um, and then last but not least, here's what I'll say. I was, and, am, and I am also on track to achieving um, the results that Brooke was able to achieve. My starting weight was not nearly as high as hers. Um, but I will say that I was able to, in my weight loss journey, it took, me, it, it took me five months. I lost about 30, I lost 33 pounds and 12% of my body fat. I went from a size 10 down to a size three. I did that in five months. And I'm, I'm gonna say this, I only exercise for three days a week and 15 minutes a day. I didn't count my macros. I didn't count calories. I ate whatever, I ate what I wanted and I ate as much as I wanted. I never walked away from a plate unless, until I was full. So what I'm offering in rest-based weight loss, like what who I am in the weight loss space is I'm offering just an alternative. I'm offering a, a way for you to be able to, to achieve what Brooke achieved in less time and with less effort. Because there's, there's a smarter way. It's, it does take consistency. It does take discipline. It does take hard work. Okay, it does take a very specific strategy that is crafted and grafted for you 
not for anybody else, but for you based on your unique metabolism. But I have to tell you, it doesn't require five to six days a week, five to six days, two to three hours a day of exercise. Absolutely not. It doesn't require you to count your macros. It doesn't require you to eat six meals a day. Okay. And to meal prep all day on Sunday and to weigh your food. There's a better way. There's an easier way. And that's, and that's what I'm doing. You know, that's what this series is all about is me teaching you how, how to find that way and how to create that way for yourself. Okay. I gotta go. Um, absolutely. Rusi, you said you agree that consistency is key and discipline, but here's the thing about, uh, consistency and discipline for, for Rusi, Absolutely. And then for anybody else watching consistency and discipline, uh, are not things that you can create. They are things that you have to, um, that you have to set yourself up for. So consistency and discipline can, uh, can come if you create the space for them to come. So for example, if you are just too stressed, overwhelmed, um, to, to have discipline and to be consistent, like if you just don't have the time and the space and the emotional energy in your day, then you can't create the, you know what I mean? You can't create the discipline. You can't create the consistency. You have to create a lifestyle that allows discipline and consistency to be just a part of, of, of your lifestyle, to be a part of who you are. And, and I say that for, for anyone that is struggling with consistency and discipline and that, that think that it's them, like you think it's you. You think that you're just lazy and that you're, you'll never have discipline and that you'll never have willpower. It's not you. You're stressed. You're, the lifestyle that you have, it's taking all of the energy away from you that you need to actually like be disciplined and to be consistent. So the key first is to start with like your lifestyle and making sure that you're creating that you're creating an opportunity for you to have the willpower. Willpower is a battery. Willpower is a battery that's charged and drained. So there are specific areas of your lifestyle that you have to charge up so that your willpower can be higher, so that your discipline can be higher. Otherwise, if you're not feeding those particular areas of your lifestyle, then it's gonna drain your willpower. It's gonna drain your discipline. So that's something else. That's a great, that's another topic that we're going to get into and talk more about. Your weakest points when it comes to weight. So uh, Rusi, I, I would say, I would definitely say, I would love for you to just, you know, continue watching and continue following um, because there are a lot of us, there are, there are a lot of, there are a big group of people who seem to be able to follow, to have the discipline, have the willpower, to get on track, to get on plan and to follow that plan all the way until like the body that they dream of. But there's an even bigger percentage of us who just can't who have been, who have tried, who are trying, but there are so many, there are so many struggles. There's so many obstacles that we can't seem to get over. And so what I'm saying is that it's not your fault. You know, for those of you, for the bigger majority and bigger percentage of us, and I fall, I fell within that category. I was like, it's me. There are these thousands of people that are just eating a certain number of calories a day, exercising this way, like exercising this much. They're losing weight. They can eat whatever they want. They can still have chips and cookie and ice cream and they're, they're still thin, they're still fit. And I can't do the same thing. Like it tore me up emotionally. It ripped me apart. 
And so for those that experience that and think that it's me and I'll never be able to get over it, I'm, I'm here to tell you that it's not you. I had to learn that for myself. It wasn't me. It's not you. And what I want to offer is just an alternative, a smarter way, a way to navigate around those obstacles so that even if you're still facing those, you know, those obstacles and facing those plateaus and those things that always seem to stop you in your tracks, I want to offer you uh, strategies to be able to navigate around them and still keep going. Because, you know, like Rusi said, it's the consistency. The consistency is key. So how do we figure out how to navigate around those obstacles without allowing them to stop us in our tracks and then send us tumbling backwards? How do we put the, the strategies and the, and the processes and the supports in place to just get back on the horse and keep going? Ah, that's the key. Okay, I gotta go, seriously. Uh, thank you so much for jumping in. Thank you for watching. Rusi, thank you so much for your comments and your questions. Really, really helpful. Once again, go to operationfixmylife.com slash stresshealthquiz if you wanna start taking a look at some of the major lifestyles that impact your health, that impact your weight. And uh, I'm gonna be back tomorrow doing this every day for the next 365 days. Uh, so please come back going live again tomorrow around 5 p.m. Eastern time. And then if you miss an episode, you can always actually catch the replay on my podcast. All of these episodes are also being recorded on my podcast. Rest-based weight loss can be found on Spotify, Google Play, a whole bunch of other areas, um, anchor.fm. Okay, so go check that out. Thank you, Rusi. Thank you all so much for watching. Thank you for listening. And I'm looking forward to seeing you next time. Thank you.